Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So what is going on with this biological research lab in Ukraine? Folks, we're going to parse through the propaganda. We're going to parse through some of what I believe are lies. And we're going to give you the truth. Now, a lot of you ask, Dan, why aren't you covering this bio-research lab in Ukraine and all of the serious stories, but I was covering it. As always, we prefer to wait. Now some information has surfaced, which is very concerning. I've got a loaded show. I don't want to waste any time. Let's get right to it. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. As I said, I want to get right to it. Also, what is going on with Chernobyl? Parsing propaganda from fact. Very serious story. And I want to dissect all of the energy lies. The Biden administration told about Four or five hundred lies yesterday about the gas price situation. All right, maybe not four or five hundred, but close to it. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. survival rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to four hundred dollars, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. Dano. Joe was very busy this morning. He's very (laughs) impressed with the material we've compiled in advance for the show. So I don't want to disappoint Joe or the audience. So let's get right to it. So number one, what the hell is going on with this biological research lab in Ukraine? Were we partner to it? Were we not partner to it? Um, Were there biological weapons being studied there? Were there biological weapons being stored there? There is a lot to parse through. I've been following the story intensely for a couple of days, but I wanted to wait so we get the facts right for you. So this emerged yesterday. Senator Marco Rubio from here in Florida is asking Victoria Nuland from the Biden administration. Also, by the way, noted collusion hoaxer, Victoria Nuland. I just want to throw that in there. See, he's like, hey, uh, what's going on with this bio lab in uh, Ukraine, which we were told by the fact checkers was, we were told that again, which, by the way, is another reason to totally disregard fact checkers. Matter of fact, when uh, let me not get lost in that. Let me just get to this clip. I'll get to the fact checkers next. Here's Marco Rubio. And I want you to pay very close attention to how this thing goes at the end and how it, I hate to say it, but this appears very scripted this back and forth almost like it's a warning to you check this out does ukraine have chemical or biological weapons uh ukraine has uh biological research facilities which in fact we are now quite concerned russian troops russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100 percent it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Mm. Well, so Victoria Newland is very delicate with her language when she's asked if there are bioweapons being produced there. She says, well, it's a biological research facility. That's her quote. And Senator Rubio at the end, it again, it seems almost 
almost scripted, didn't it? Almost like they're like preparing you for something. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, right. That did you get that subtle kind of drift there? That if something were to happen, Joe, you know, would definitely be the Russians, right? Um, maybe it may may very well be, but it, that 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 back and forth just seemed odd. I'm I'm not. I'm not criticizing there. I'm either. I'm just trying to. T- it just seems I'm here to tell you the truth. That seemed very scripted, almost like, you know, in advance there was like a, here's going to be the question. Here's how we're going to answer this, right? Right. A lot to parse through in that segment. There. Another thing. They're both sides in this war now: Ukraine, Russia. And I, I, you'd put probably NATO in the United States, even though we're not active combatants on the Ukraine side, obviously, put Russia and China on the other. Okay, fair enough statement. Both sides have an interest right here in promoting propaganda about WMD, weapons of mass destruction, both sides, which biological chemical weapons would fall into that category. I'm trying to explain to you here something very important. The Russians have an interest in promoting the idea that the United States has been working with Ukraine to push WND. Why? You already know the answer. What was the pretext for invading Iraq? WMD. So the Russians and the Chinese have an interest right now in saying what? Look, you're making out us us to be the bad guys? In your PR propaganda war, you're the bad guys. You invaded Iraq for WMD. We're doing the same thing. Matter of fact, it's even worse for us. This country's right next to us. That's the Russian interest in propaganda. Whether that's true or not, we're waiting on the facts to emerge. I'm going to give you some information coming up. On the Ukrainian side, there's a propaganda PR interest too. The propaganda PR side there is that the Russians are going to invade a peaceful Ukrainian research facility. Kind of sounds like what uh, Victoria Newland just said there, right? That the Russians are going to invade that if you guys don't come to back us up, steal what could be in the research facility and unleash some potential biological agent like COVID, wink and a nod again. And we don't want that to happen again. So you all better come in here and back us up immediately. You see how both sides have an interest in this? I don't want to be lied to ever. So, Dan, what's the truth here? Is it a biological research facility? Is it a weapons facility or is it not? I can only tell you where the facts are going to follow us. But I will tell you this. I am very, very skeptical of claims that this thing doesn't exist and doesn't have uh, biological research that agents that we should be we should be we should be very very worried about. Why? Because the fact checkers. Whenever you see fact checkers, clown show fact checkers, get involved in a debate, it should say to you immediately because they have zero zero credibility. It should say to you immediately that the Biden administration is hiding something, is using the fact checkers to suppress the story on social media because they don't want it out there. Therefore, fact checkers should have the opposite effect on you. I'm not joking. When you see fact checkers on a story, it probably means it's extra true. Here's what I mean. Here's Snopes. The U.S. did not install and does not operate biolabs in Ukraine. This was a Snopes fact check. Which should probably mean to you, Joe, that I'm not sure of it, but there's a pretty strong likelihood we did operate some of these things in Ukraine. Possibility. I'm with you. And 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 the fa- the fact check. Whenever the fact checker says something, you almost almost guaranteed it's the opposite. Here's USA Today. Notice how they all jumped at the same time, like little doggies they are. Dog, jump, doggy, jump. Here's USDA Today. Fact check. False claim of U.S. biolabs in Ukraine tied to Russian disinformation campaign. That may be true. The Russian disinformation part. I just told you the Russians have an interest in claiming we're producing WMD in Ukraine. But the bio research facilities, 
According to Victoria Newland and Marco Rubio yesterday, that's not a false claim at all. Kind of weird that USA Today and Snopes knew right away to jump on this story, right? Crush that story. Silence those American people. The truth, they, they can't. The Jack Nicholson style, they can't handle the truth. Now, my worry here is this is a pretext for escalation on both sides. It appears likely, based on Victoria Newland's statements, that at a minimum, the facts here, I owe you the facts, that there is a biological research facility in Ukraine. That appears obvious at this point. Now, what are they storing there? What are they doing? And are they producing biological and chemical weapons? We're entitled to the freaking truth. Somebody tell us the truth. Because both sides can use this as a pretext for, a pretext for escalation, driving us into World War III. The Ukrainians could say, hey, man, we got potential viruses here that would kill all of humankind. The Russians are going to take it. NATO, you got to get involved. And the Russians could turn around and say, on the other side, look, they were producing WMD in Ukraine. You guys invaded Iraq because of it. We're going to invade Ukraine. Either way, it's a pretext for escalation. Therefore, we're entitled to the truth to make sure we can offset this nonsense and cut this off at the legs so we don't escalate this into freaking World War III, man. Now, 1945, which is a website, 45 is spelled out. This will all be, folks, please read the newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter. The articles are all eye-opening today. This article will be in there too. Why am I worried about escalation? Russia versus NATO, five ways the war in Ukraine could start World War III. Robert Farley, 1945. Please read this. One of the ways you'll see in the piece, he, he talks about, I can't talk about all five of them. We don't have time today in the show. But one of them is through Russia intentionally retaliating for arms transfers and foreign fighters coming into uh, Ukraine. What does this have to do with the bio research facility, according to Victoria Newland? What does this have to do with that? Ladies and gentlemen, again, if foreign fighters or foreign personnel who even aren't fighters were to come in and secure a bio-research facility, will that be used as a pretext to Russia, who wanted to attack anyway, to escalate the war? Oh, all of a sudden, it's not Ukraine anymore. It's you NATO folks sending your people there, even if they're nuclear and uh, 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 chemical, biological, or CBRN, radiological, and nuclear uh, civilians, I could see the Russians saying, eh, foreign fighters, NATO's in. It's not a stretch. If we were to secure that facility, the bio-research lab, is that a, an escalation? The Russians would consider an escalation. Now, the most shocking piece of the day by Natalie Winters at uh, National Pulse. I don't even know how to describe this article. Eye-opening, shocking, stunning, troubling, disturbing. I, I don't know. The modifiers are. But if there's an article you've read all year, read this one. It's in the newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter. Please check it out. It's rare I use more than a few screenshots from a piece. But damn, this is one you need to see. National Pulse, Natalie Winters. They have an exclusive. Deleted web pages show Barack Obama led an effort to build a Ukraine-based biolab hand biolab handling, quote, especially dangerous pathogens. The webpage recovered by the National Pulse raises serious questions about U.S. government activity in Ukraine stretching back almost two decades. You think? Here's the first screen cap from this stunning piece. Good job by National Pulse. A deleted web article recovered by the Pulse reveals that former President Barack Obama spearheaded an agreement leading to the construction of biolabs handling, quote, especially dangerous pathogens in Ukraine. Hmm. I thought that was a conspiracy theory. Didn't they tell us that? Key, last week, wasn't that a conspiracy theory? Joe, it was a conspiracy theory last yes, week, it, right? Yes, it was. Kind of really weird how that evolved. Just, this is why you wait. This is why you wait. Screenshot number two from this piece is another gem. Talks about Barack Obama and his buddy uh, Richard Luger, former senator. It says, originally posted on June 18th, 2010, the article titled Biolab Opens in Ukraine, this was a web article, details how Obama 
while serving as a senator, helped negotiate a deal to build a level three biosafety lab in the Ukrainian city of Odessa. Oh, he did. Oh, really? The article, which also highlighted the work of former Senator Dick Luger, was additionally included in issue number 818 of the United States Air Force Counterproliferation Center's Outreach Journal. Oh, it was? Quote, Luger said plans for the facility began in 2005 when he and then-Senator Barack Obama entered a partnership with Ukrainian officials. Luger and Obama also helped coordinate efforts between the U.S. and Ukrainian researchers that year in an effort to study and help prevent avian flu, explained author Tina Redla. So we were researching in Ukraine highly contagious pathogens, according to this 2005 article and this 2010 updated piece. That's um, kind of good to know, right? Why would everybody be lying about it then? Why would the fact checkers tell you, don't you worry? Matter of fact, you dare post this. You're going to be censored from social media. What are they concerned about? They concerned about egg on their face again? Given what happened with the COVID gain of function nonsense with the Wuhan lab? Folks, the story, believe it or not, gets even worse. Apparently, there was a U.S. National Academy of Sciences 2011 report that talked about the identification of dangerous pathogens in this laboratory. Here's a quote from that report. This laboratory was reconstructed and technically updated to a BSL-3 level through a cooperative agreement between the U.S. Department of Defense and the Ministry of Health of Ukraine that started in 2005. The collaboration focuses on preventing the spread of technologies, pathogens, and knowledge that can be used in the development of biological weapons. Oh, really? The report continues. The updated laboratory serves as interim central reference laboratory with a depositarium. Joe, what's a depositarium, you may ask? I'll tell you, Joseph. Don't worry. Thank you, sir. It is where they collect pathogens. Oh, they do. They collect them, like deposits in a depositarium. According to Ukrainian regulations, it has a permit to work with both bacteria and viruses of the first and second pathogenic groups, explains the report. Oh, gosh, that's really fascinating, a depositarium. Got a little deposit there, stuff? Why would you? It's a good point. Well, we'll have to find out from that Washington Post article. He wants to know why he wants to know why two U.S. senators would be negotiating this. Interesting, isn't it? Biden, you know, was senator at the time. Uh, Obama is senator at the time. Biden is his vice president. Depositarium. That's really fascinating. It goes on. Last screenshot, but important. I'm sorry, to, but this is critical, critical information. A separate document detailing Ukraine's biolab network from the Bioweapons Prevention Project outlines in greater detail the scope of the pathogens the facilities conducted, conducted research with. Oh, there's a scope of pathogens? What are they? Well, among the viruses the lab studied were Ebola and viruses of pathogenicity group 2 by using a virology, molecular, serological, and express method. Why can't these people ever tell us the truth? Folks, I'm not suggesting to you that, that uh, you know, there's going to be some level 67 super virus that's going to wipe out humanity that they're ready to unleash from Ukraine. Okay, I'm not, I, I, don't get, I don't get ahead of skis and say dumb stuff on this show. However, I am suggesting to you that the leftist fact checkers in conjunction with a leftist administration, their efforts to make these things go away, these stories, um, are very suspicious and make you wonder what we're covering up here. And therefore, it also makes you wonder, whenever you're wondering why people are susceptible to, quote, Russian disinformation, maybe because they don't trust their own government either anymore. Can you just tell us the truth? Is it a bioweapons lab in Ukraine or isn't it? Why was Victoria Nuland, why couldn't she answer that question, yes or no, when answered by Rubio? Why? Why did she have to dance around it and call it a bio-research facility? Why couldn't she just say, no, it's not a bioweapons lab, is it? Because if it is and our government's lying, it opens us up. Now you understand why people are willing to believe Russian propaganda? Because believe me, don't for a second believe like, oh my gosh, look, the Russians have a reason. No, this guy's a terrorist. If Putin stopped fighting tomorrow, there'd be peace. If the Ukrainians stopped fighting, they'd be dead. 
But we're giving this guy propaganda ammunition by constantly lying to our own people and having these idiot fact checkers contribute to it. Of course, they're susceptible to disinformation and misinformation coming from both sides. If you trusted the United States and you trusted Ukraine to get the facts out, we wouldn't have this issue. I mean, I'm going to I know we're, we're over here. I get it. But this is important. Again, for those of you who believe this is a conspiracy theory, here's Washington Post, 2005, Joe Warwick, U.S. to aid Ukraine in countering bioweapons, talking about this exact project. Is it a bioweapons facility or not? Just tell the truth. You're letting the Russians beat you to the punch. Finally, one more thing here. China is completely full of crap. Now, you may be saying to yourself, Dan, why are you playing the Chinese propaganda minister statements here? Folks, because it's all over the Internet and people are falling prey to this stuff because we have people on both sides gaslighting people. We have to be the side of truth to our own people. China is now taking advantage of this. These 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 animals over there in the Chinese Communist Party are now taking advantage of this story to do what? Folks, not to tell you the truth. These are not arbiters of truth. It's the Chinese Communist Party. They're doing this for one reason, Joe. What do you think it is? Hey, you think well, we're the problem with our Wuhan lab unleashing a plague on humankind? Look at you guys. You're doing the same thing in Ukraine. There you go. That's why I'm playing this for you now so you don't see this online and buy into this crap. It's, it's all over the place. Here's the Chinese propaganda minister from the Communist Party trying to leverage this because we're having people on our own soil having a difficult time telling people the truth. Watch this. Recently, the U.S. biological labs in Ukraine have indeed attracted much attention. According to reports, in these facilities, a large quantity of dangerous viruses are stored. Russia has found during its military operations that the U.S. uses these facilities to conduct military plans. According to data released by the U.S., it has 26 labs in Ukraine. The U.S. has 336 labs in 30 countries under its control. The U.S. has also conducted many biological military activities in Fort Detrick. What is the true intention of the U.S.? What has it done specifically? The international community has long held doubts. Obviously, you're listening to a translation. The international community has long had doubts. You see how they take advantage of the information black hole here and they fill it in with propaganda and people fall for it? We've got to tell the truth. Tell the truth. And when you develop a reputation for integrity and honesty and telling the truth, then there's no room for propaganda because people see right through it. I'm warning you folks, this biolabs thing could become a pretext for escalation that could lead to a place we don't want it to go. It is time right now to tell the truth and come clean. That way we're not falling for Russian propaganda. Oh my gosh, we're just trying to stop the proliferation of WMD. No, you're not. You're looking for a pretext. You're looking for a, a pretext to invade further so you look like the good guy. But we're not helping by hiding information here either, especially when it's out there for reporters to find. Come on, man. Tell the truth. All right. Take a bit of a turn of temperature down a little bit. There's a couple other stories I want to get to, too. What's going on at Chernobyl and what's going on with the gamesmanship behind the MIGs? I'm going to explain that to you in a minute. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So uh, moving on, but sticking to the Ukraine topic, I do have other things outside of Ukraine, Russia, so please stay tuned, including the gas crisis here. But what's going on in Chernobyl? Um, quickly, again, we have to parse through the propaganda on both sides. There's a Russian interest in telling you that they've got Chernobyl under control, no worries, therefore don't draw in NATO because there's not going to be a nuclear incident at the Chernobyl plant, right? Russia doesn't want NATO or the U.S. And they're like, oh, we got it under control. The Ukrainian interest is to say what? 
Chernobyl's out of control. It's going to be nuclear fallout all over Europe. You better come help us now. Copy? So be careful with these stories. Having said that, this story does appear to be serious. Chernobyl could be 48 hours from leaking radiation, Ukraine warns, after power is cut off, making it impossible to cool spent nuclear fuel. The fact that there's not power going to the plant has been confirmed by multiple sources. Now, are they going to fix that? I'm warning you by the propaganda on both sides. But nuclear fallout from Chernobyl, if they can't cool the plant, is kind of a big deal. So that's important. And the Russians, by the way, have no interest either in this plant uh, engaged in a nuclear meltdown. Their people are there. It would be incredibly counterproductive for their war efforts and just obviously immoral and deadly too. Also, this story, these will all be in the newsletter today. Please read it. Uh, There's a big controversy about the MiG-29 jets going to Ukraine. What's going on? The story broke yesterday. The U.S. was caught off guard by Poland. Poland wants to send some MiG-29 jets, which the Ukrainian Air Force pilots are capable of flying. They don't have the capability to fly a lot of our jets, right? But they can fly MiGs. So Poland wants to transfer them to Ukraine to help them in their air defense. You're like, okay, well, what's the problem? Well, the problem is the U.S. was caught off guard yesterday, according to the State Department, by Poland's statement, because what Poland wants to do is instead of transferring them directly to Ukraine, they share a border with, they want to transfer them to Ramstein in Germany first. Now, if you're like, hold on, you get the gavel here, scratching your head. Uh, what's going on with that? Well, uh, if I may steal Jack Posobiec's term, this is a hot potato. Matter of fact, it is a NATO hot potato. It's no time for rhymes, but it is a NATO hot potato. What's going on here? You may be saying, why not just give the jets directly to Ukraine? What Poland is trying to do, not criticizing, just telling you the facts, is Poland knows if they transfer these things to a NATO base first in Germany, and then Germany in turn gives them over to Ukraine, that that will in turn give Vladimir Putin an excuse, Joe, to say what? NATO's involved. I'm declaring all-out war and escalate dramatically. The United States, Tony Blinken, the Biden administration, and others were like, hold that, stand easy. We do not go along with this plan yet. They may, but they don't agree with the plan now. But I want you to understand what's going on. I'm not asking you to agree or disagree. Poland, obviously at this point, sharing a border with Ukraine, is concerned about Russia moving to Poland next. Of course. Poland wants Ukraine in. Poland wants the United States in. So Poland says, yeah, we could give them direct, but we'll give them to Germany first. We give them to Germany first and Ramstein. Then there you go. They fly from Ramstein. Then all of a sudden, you know, you've got these, uh, these, uh, these Western European countries involved. And also, you've got potentially a, a Putin to have an excuse to draw in NATO, and then NATO would have to get involved too. It's... Uh, Again, Pesoba calling it hot potato is right. Oh, you take the Jets. Oh, you take the Jets. Oh, you just give them the Jets if you want to give them the Jets. Now you got kind of a full picture of what's going on. All right. Um, let me get to my third sponsor. And I want to move on to the Ukraine-Russia effect it's having here at home. And domestic policy matters, too. Our energy crisis here is just getting out of control. And I must, I, I feel an obligation to debunk, dissect, and discredit the just legion of Obama administ- of Biden administration lies about energy. There's a lot of them. So I want to dissect for you yesterday all of the lies coming out of the uh, Obama administration. Um, Key, do you have that Fox photo with a screenshot of the poll? Fox, did I tell you about that in the show? I probably did. Oh, you did. Okay. Can you throw that up first? I know it's a little out of order, but throw that. here's what's going on here. The Biden administration's figuring out that their anti-petroleum stance, anti-energy stance from day one is going to cost them dearly in the midterm elections. It, the party is suffering. Everybody knows the Democrats hate energy, hate oil and gas. So look, here's a screenshot from Fox. 63% say Biden responsible for gas prices. This was from a February 19th to 22nd Fox News poll. This is before gas prices spiked even more dramatically in the last few days. The Biden administration senses weakness now. They know they're in real trouble. They're worried. So they've got their people out, ladies and gentlemen, lying like we've never seen. You want to understand why the country's susceptible to disinformation campaigns? Because they don't trust their own government to ever tell them the truth. Folks, if we had a reputation as being paragons of truth and justice and honesty and integrity in our government, its operations, 
This would never be a problem, but they lie to you all the time. Example number one, here's Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm saying yesterday that, you know, we don't import any Russian coal. We don't? That was news to me. Here, uh, check this out. We don't import Russian gas at all, natural gas. We don't import coal. We are in a different position, and, and that's good for us. It is. We don't import Russian coal. You're the energy secretary. This is the same energy secretary that laughed when she was asked about gas prices and oil. Remember that? Remember that cut? Here's the Wall Street Journal yesterday. Rob Crilly, Harriet, Harriet Alexander, Biden's U.S. oil embargo headline. Banning Russian energy imports is fine as far as it goes, which isn't very. The U.S. imports only 3% of its petroleum supply and less than 1% of coal from Russia. Wait, I thought, I, thought we don't, uh, I thought we don't import coal from Russia. The energy secretary, folks. Energy secretary. She doesn't know that. Weird. Weird how she doesn't know that, right? Kind of strange. Biden administration, the Democrats, the experts, they lie. They lie all the time. And ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats' plan for energy has always been your energy prices to spike through the roof because the uh, energy communists are the new, what do they call them? They call them watermelons, green on the outside, red on the inside, meaning they're really communists. The communists figured out a long time ago, along with Vladimir Putin uh, and, and global communists, that they could destroy the United States and the free world from within if they got their own population to fight against producing energy for their own population. And it's worked magically as we engage in a suicidal policy to crush you at the gas pump and crush your energy bills. You don't believe me? Flashback. Here is Barack Obama in 2008 in front of an editorial board talking about his green energy cap and trade plan and how it's, of course, it's going to make your energy bills go up. Again, these are the people Putin loves. Vladimir Putin and global communists for a long time figured out if they funded propaganda campaigns against energy in countries that needed energy, they would cause them to commit suicide, to kill themselves from within. Here's Obama saying exactly that. Yeah, let's roll with all those plans, even though your energy bill is going to go up, necessarily go up. Check this out. The problem is, can you get the American people to say this is really important and force their representatives to do the right thing? Uh, that requires mobilizing a citizenry. That requires them understanding what is at stake. Uh, you know, and, and climate change is a great example. You know, when I was asked earlier about uh, the issue of coal, uh, you know, under my plan uh, of a cap and trade system, electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket. Even, you know, regardless of what I say about whether coal is good or bad, because I'm capping greenhouse gases, Coal-powered plants, you know, natural gas, you name it, whatever the plants were, whatever the industry was, they would have to uh, retrofit their operations. That will cost money. They will pass that money on to consumers. Yep, they will. That was the plan the whole time. They didn't hide it, folks. They've talked about this over and over again, how gas prices would have to go up as they commit self-suicide in the United States, collective national suicide, by insisting on not powering our own economy. They told you that. Here's Biden yesterday, who now again understands the polls are dramatically in, uh, against him and in the favor of, of energy production, shocker, in a country that needs energy. Here's Biden yesterday trying to deflect blame from his role in it and again using the Russia crisis as an excuse for all of his failures to incentivize energy production here. Check this out. It's going to go up. <laughs> can't do much right now. Russia's responsible. Can you do more? Yeah, I can't do any more. It's all Russia. Okay, well, well, he's lying, of course. Onshore leases. They could produce more onshore leases and permits. Offshore leases. Anmar, Keystone, North Slope. Could all happen tomorrow. You know how long, you know how many days it takes to approve a permit federally to drill? Take a guess, folks. 140. You know how many days it takes in Texas? Two. There's nothing you can do, though, folks. Nothing. It's all Russia. Propaganda everywhere. These people do nothing but lie. Here is his economic advisor, Brian Deese, on cable news yesterday, Biden's economic advisor, telling you right here, 
despite the fact we are committing collective national suicide by not powering our own economy and allowing Vladimir Putin to finance a terrorist, adventurous routine in Ukraine, killing innocent people right now, this war he's waging on them, we're financing it, buying oil from them and others from around the world. Here's Brian D. still sticking to the ridiculous assertion that somehow we have to reduce fossil fuels in the country despite no viable alternative whatsoever. The sun doesn't shine all day and we don't have the battery power to store all the wind power or the space. Here, check this out. The only viable path to energy independence for the American economy is to reduce the energy intensity of our economy overall uh, and ultimately to reduce it to zero and get ourselves to a position where we're no longer reliant on fossil fuels. That's a long term project. uh, But what we're seeing today um, and the geopolitics and the economic pain should only reinforce uh, our efforts to try to move there more quickly. This is uh, folks, I I can't get again the vacuum of stupid we live in. They want to depower and de-energize the United States economy, sending you back to the Stone Age, and they have no viable alternative. We don't have the space for enough solar fields. We don't have the battery capacity to store the power when the sun doesn't shine. We've got liberals arguing against wind farms off of Delaware, off of uh, Martha's Vineyard. We've got liberals arguing against wind farms. And you're suggesting to us we should depower the economy with no viable replacement. Do you understand these people are nihilists? They're nihilists. They would like nothing more than to destroy this place. And they're telling, they're not hiding it, man. They're telling you, just listen to them. Here was Saki yesterday having to lie again. Suggesting that the United States producing more oil than we did in the Trump years. All of these are lies. I'm going to play it straight through. And then David Asman afterwards from Fox just shreds these absurd statements by Saki that are total lies. Again, you're wondering why we're in an information vacuum, why we're susceptible to Russian propaganda. You want to you want to know why people here and around the world propaganda from all over the place? Because we can't, liberals constantly freaking lie and nobody trusts a damn thing they say to the point people trust propaganda from other places, ridiculously so, because the government's constantly lying to them. Here's Jen Psaki just railing off a litany of discredited, ridiculous lies. Check this out. To be very clear, federal policies are not immol- uh, limiting the supplies of oil and gas. To the con- let me finish. To the con- let me finish. An executive order his Peter, first week I'm, that halted new oil and le- gas. Let me let me give you let me give you the facts here. There are nine thousand unused approved drilling permits. So I would suggest you ask the oil companies why they're not using those. Can we just pause there for a second? Because David Asman of Fox Business is having uh, quite the expression and and response to that. So just jump right in. The audacity. Thank you for being here. The audacity to tell Peter Ducey that facts can be inconvenient. And right after she says facts can be inconvenient, she misrepresents the facts. She said we have actually produced more oil. It is at record levels. That's not true. We are now producing in the United States 1.5 million barrels a day less than we were in December 2019. Mm. We, are, we are not at record levels. We're way below record levels, uh, which were at the end of the Trump administration. That's that's when we had this extraordinary burst of, of production and became energy independent. So that's not true. Also, they're trying to lay the gas prices, the high gas prices at the pump on Russia. Prices have been going up at the pump ever since President Biden was elected because the oil traders knew about his war on fossil fuels. He made no secret about it. He advertised it when he was running for president. So they knew that they were going to be shutting down pipelines. They were going to be shutting down drilling and exploration. That's what that's what oil traders do. They look to the future. Sounds kind of like something I was explaining to you yesterday, right? With the options market, how people go long and they short long. If you think a stock's going to go up, you short it. If you think it's going to go down, how oil companies don't necessarily buy oil on this, uh, how air, airlines, excuse me, and other companies don't, who aren't in the energy business or in the transportation business, they hedge out their oil pricing. These people just lie to you all the time. What about their assertion that they're producing more oil uh, than the, the Trump administration did? What about that? 
Well, here's a red state article you can read in the newsletter, thoroughly eviscerating and discrediting that stupidity. Headline, red state by Duke. Joe Biden has a problem with facts. We produce less oil, not more than under Trump. Folks, you need the data. It's right here in front of you. Here's the U.S. Energy Information, uh, Energy Information Administration, the IEA.com. You can look at it yourself. U.S. field production of crude oil in barrels. 2019, 4,485,653 barrels. 2021, 4,082,478 barrels. Wow, that's really weird because as Duke says, if his subtraction is correct, that means in 2019, which was the last full year before COVID hit us, we produced 403,175 more barrels than we did in Joe Biden's first full year as president. Now, you might be wondering why uh, he skipped Trump's last year in office in 2020. Maybe you're saying it's COVID and they didn't even, uh, you know, COVID, so the production was lower. Well, you'd be wrong there, too. Uh, because we actually produce more even under COVID than we did under Joe Biden. Folks, it's right there. It's a government website. It's right, it's right there. It's right there for you to see. You can go to EIA.com and look it up yourself. They're just lying. He produced less oil than under the Trump administration, even factoring in COVID. And again, suckers on the left just continue to believe it. You may be saying, well, what's going on with the oil rigs? Well, even Axios, Mike Allen's AM uh, newsletter, they were forced to admit this, quote, the 519 active U.S. oil rigs marks a huge jump from the depths of the pandemic. But the count is still at just 60% of its 2019 peak. <laughs> 2019, that was Trump, right? Just check. Joe Trump, 2019? Yeah, yeah Trump, right? Yeah. He was. Okay, just check. Thank you. Yeah. I got to double check that there. Yeah, so we're only at 60% of that. Okay, good. That's good to know. Saki told us otherwise, right? It's just good to know. And finally, here's from the blaze where they're telling you about all these per. Oh my gosh, you have 9,000 permits they're sitting on. Why would they be sitting on, sitting on these permits and leases, right? Maybe because there's nothing to drill for there. Has that ever occurred to you? So here's the president of the American Petroleum Institute debunking that nonsense. He says, once you lease the land, there's a process you have to go through. First, you have to discover, well, there's, there's actually oil and gas in the land. Shocker, Joe. Wow. Second, <laughs> You have to get a permit to develop the land. He says, right now, we're actually developing more leases than we have in two decades. So the White House certainly doesn't have their facts straight on this either. Lie to you all the time. All the time. Nothing they're telling you is true. The digital currency story I warned you about and the craziest Biden video I've seen yet. Folks, if a Republican, conservative, or any non-liberal had said this, it would be the end of your, you'd be canceled immediately. No, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. It's that bad. It's no excuse for that type of nonsense. Uh, here is an absurdity here. Uh, this Washington Examiner story. What have we been warning about, Joe, since you and I were doing the podcast all the way back in my basement in Severna Park? Ladies and gentlemen, a U.S. digital currency would be an abomination. You want to create a surveillance state tomorrow? And put the United States government in charge of a digital currency. In other words, a cashless economy. In other words, the United States government would likely have access to your purchase history and could control it. Well, what could they also do? They could also devalue the amount of money you have in a bank immediately by making interest rates negative, which I've warned you about repeatedly. Why would they make interest rates negative? Because the United States would love nothing more than to devalue its money. Why would it want to devalue its money? Because the United States owes about $30 trillion. If the United States devalues its money, which negative interest rates would do, they would make the money worth less. It would also make the debt worth less. It's called monetizing the debt. You can look it up anywhere on the internet. United States leftists and swampy Republicans have been eager to destroy the value of our currency for a long time because it'll make it easier to pay back the $30 trillion we owe, which we can't pay back now. Well, what's the problem with negative interest rates? If negative interest rates were to spill into the economy in the bank, you would immediately do what? You'd pull your money out of the bank because you'd be losing money every single day. Positive interest rates, you make money. Negative interest rates, the $100 you deposit in the bank a year later would probably be worth 90. So what happened when they tried this experiment in Japan? Well, as I've told you repeatedly, the safe industry in Japan exploded. You couldn't find a safe anywhere. Why? Because people took their money out of the bank because they weren't going to lose money with negative interest rates. And they put it in their safes at home where the money's value stayed, at least the paper value. Kind of impossible with a digital currency, right? 
You ever notice how the Democrats never let a crisis go to waste ever? Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Washington Examiner. Joe Biden signing a cryptocurrency executive order that paves the way for a U.S. government coin. It'll move the U.S. government one step closer towards launching a digital currency tied directly to the central banking system. Ah, there you go, folks. Negative interest rates, watching them buy you ammunition at a gun shop. Eh, Digital currency, you can't uh, spend that at a payday lender. Gun shop, no way. You want to waltz right into the world's largest surveillance state? Then yeah, let's incentivize a digital currency. That's a great idea. Now, considering they're looking at passing an omnibus package today that's going to jump federal spending domestically by 7%, we are totally unable to pay money back. And negative interest rates are right around the corner, and a digital currency is the only way to do it because you'll all take your money out of the bank. Can't do it if it's digital, right? You'll look on your phone, you'll be like, gosh, my digital $100 is only worth 99 today. 98, 97, 86, 42. Wow, how did that happen? Wish I would have taken a $100 bill out a while ago. Told you, never let a crisis go to waste. I want you to watch this because this is, um, again, indicative of the left. As, as James Lindsay said the other day in that spectacular clip we played on the show about hierarchy. You know, we get into this debate a lot about double standards. How if, the, if conservatives were to say something that Biden says right here, I'll play in a second. Watch the video, please, on Rumble because it's even more profound when you see it. If conservatives say things that could be interpreted as racist, they're, they're canceled immediately, never to be seen again in public life. I'm not telling you they are racist. I'm telling you they could be interpreted that way. Yet when Biden, who has a history of saying overtly racist things, overtly, he's not even hiding it anymore, he's just forgiven. You say, well, that's a double standard. It's not a double standard. There's a hierarchy. A hierarchy. What uh, Mancusa, as Lindsay said, calls a repressive tolerance. Because the left are our betters, and they're morally better people, and we're evil. Whatever they do is okay, and whatever we do is bad. It's not a double standard, it's one standard. They're on top of you on the moral hierarchy, and you should shut your mouth. That's their standard. Here's more proof of that right here. Joe Biden yesterday saying one of the most ridiculously racist things he's ever said. And that's saying a lot, because he's got a history of this. And uh, nobody says a damn thing. He's describing three congressmen on stage. Two appear to be black, and um, one who... I don't know his ethnicity, but Biden seems to appear that uh, he looks like he could bomb you. Uh, okay, um, here's Joe Biden on the three congressmen. The three congressmen you have here, two of them look like they could, they really could and did play ball, and the other one looks like he could bomb you. Two, two of them look like they play, why do they look like they play ball? Jeez. Well, it's kind of an uncomfortable question, right? Why, why, do they, why, do they look like, why do they look like they're congressmen? Why do they look like that? Why do they look like they could play, play ball? I'm just asking, liberals, why, why, do, why do they look like they could play ball? Can you answer that question? They're congressmen, but they play, look like they play ball? And why does one guy look like he could bomb you? Watch the video on Rumble. And Biden will make sense. Who Biden really is. Biden's a hardcore bigot, and he has been his entire life. I'm from a slave state. Put you all back in chains. Obama's clean, first clean guy I've seen or whatever. One guy is going to bomb you. The other two look like they play ball. It's not a double standard. It's a hierarchy. You said this, you'd be banned from public life forever. Finally, I want to wrap up with this story. So uh, the, the, the parental rights bill looks like it's going to be signed by Governor DeSantis here in Florida, which is a great bill. Prevents your kids from being indoctrinated at, a, in, at a, an early age with sexual indoctrination by lunatics who want to teach your kids about all kinds of complicated sexual things while they're in kindergarten through third grade. That's, so this bill prevents that in Florida, thank the Lord. So, of course, the Democrats, which are committed to sexualizing your kids, are threatening Florida. Newsmax, education secretary, threatens Florida over hateful, hateful gender bill. Um, it's not a gender bill. Um, it's not a hateful gender bill. Um, it's none of those things at all. It's a parental rights bill. Yet the Florida media, which is a joke, and the national media, which is an even bigger joke, have deemed it the don't say gay bill. Um, the don't say gay bill, that's fascinating because that's a conspiracy theory. And the fact checkers, of course, are nowhere to be found. They're too busy propagandizing you about bio research labs in Ukraine. 
Um, there isn't a bill in Florida that says don't say gay. That's a conspiracy theory and a long discredited debunked hoax. You can see this screenshot here. Here's the Orlando Sentinel, a joke. WTSP, another joke. Um, the Hill, another joke. Uh, and then the Tallahassee Democrat, another scam. All talking about the don't say gay bill. Folks, there is no don't say gay bill. There's not a bill titled don't say gay. There's not a bill that even mentions gay. And there's not a bill that says don't say gay. Um, how do I know that? Because I've actually read the bill, like seven pages. Um, or you can do it yourself. I encourage liberals to do it as you're foaming at the mouth and screaming about a bill that doesn't exist. And do that search feature or find and replace or whatever. And just put don't say or put in gay or put in don't say gay. And you're going to come up with nothing uh, because it's not in the actual bill because you're lying. Here's what the bill does say. Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. Sounds pretty good to me. Kindergarten. So the left, just to be clear, right, good point. He's like, wait, am I reading this right? Yes, you're reading it right. So just to be clear, the left wants to start telling your kids about complex sexual issues from kindergarten to grade three. Yes, that's him. That's the left. So they have to lie about a bill that don't say gay. There's no don't say gay in there. It's made up. It's a hoax. It's a conspiracy theory. And conservatives finally are getting it right in this culture fight. Well, yes, we shouldn't have our kids sexually indoctrinated from kindergarten to third grade. We shouldn't have them at all. This doesn't belong in school. This is an issue for parents to discuss. I just want to, I know we got to run, but just seriously, folks, tying this all together. I'm here to give you the truth. And now do you understand why this vacuum, vacuum of honesty that doesn't exist, it's been sucked out of our media environment. You see how it's created this unique opportunity for disinformation and misinformation campaigns, both from the left and from foreign governments to fill in that hole. If the left, the media, and our government had reputations and standards for integrity and honesty, none of this stuff would ever happen. But because they make up conspiracy theories like don't say gay and all this other stuff that are totally fabricated hoaxes, we're producing less oil uh, under Trump than we did under Biden, another made up conspiracy theory. What happens? You hear a story about how the Russians are the good guys trying to save us against WMD and people fall for it. All right, thanks again for tuning in. Please set your DVR for my show on Saturday, 9 p.m. We'll be live uh, again due to the crisis on Filter and on Fox. I really appreciate it. We were number one on Saturday, thanks exclusively to you uh, and all the cable. So I really appreciate that, all cable news, I should say. Excuse me. Thank you very much. I will see you on the radio show later. We have a special guest, uh, Ted Cruz. That should be interesting. See you later. You just heard Dan Bongino.